the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you, Lord, that you provide for us living water, that you provide for us your word, and that you give us your Holy Spirit. And Lord, as we turn our attention now to your word, we ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to transform the way we think and speak and act by the power of your word and your spirit living within us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And with that, we begin another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. So glad you could come along. We're a daily broadcast. I'm Mike Trout, and Pastor Leighton is in the book of John, the 15th chapter, and in just a moment, he'll start at the 17th verse. Open your Bible so you can follow along. Again, that's the book of John, the 15th chapter, and uh, move down to the 17th verse. Here's Pastor Leighton. The... uh passage that we're looking at today, the setting for that is the night before Jesus Christ went to the cross. Now, we don't know if it took place in the upper room or if it was on the way to the garden, uh, because at the end of the previous chapter, Jesus says, arise and let us go. We don't know if he was making a statement of fact, like we're going to go right now, or if he was saying in in a few moments we're going to go, and then these are additional thoughts before they left. But it did take place the night before Jesus Christ went to the cross. I'm going to begin um, reading from verse 17. These things I command you so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me... They will also persecute you. And if they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, And they would be not be guilty of sin, but now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. Now the principal subject in this passage before us today is the world's hostility against Christ and his people. Hatred here is mentioned seven times. Now up until this point in his last discourse, the Lord has been speaking to his own. But here now he turns his attention to the world. And he's been talking to his disciples and calling them friends, but now he turns the attention to their enemies. And before this he has been talking about his love for them and referencing the evidence of it, but now he gives attention to the hatred of the world. And the connection found in verse 17 between the previous section and this new section is most significant. These things I command you so that you love one another. 
Now, previous various motives have been given for loving one another, including his own example. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And now an entirely new and different reason is given. The Christians need to be united in the bonds of love because the world, which is their common enemy, hates them. And so here Jesus graciously wants to prepare his disciples for the persecution that he knows will burst upon them shortly after his departure. Now his disciples might have imagined that charged with such a mission and proclaiming such a message and endowed with such miraculous powers that they might swiftly and effectively win the world to Christ. But Jesus wants to prepare them for the disappointment ahead so that they might not be overwhelmed when they experience the world's hatred and opposition. You see, there's very little in Scripture to suggest that up to this point the apostles had experienced the persecution that Jesus experienced. After the 70 were sent forth, they returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us through, through thy name. When the scribes and the Pharisees complained that the disciples were not, they didn't wash their hands before they ate, they didn't make that complaint to the disciples, they made it to Jesus. And then when Jesus was arrested in the garden, Jesus said, let the other apostles go their way, and they let them go. And after the crucifixion, the disciples went back to fishing. See, there wasn't indication in here that they really experienced the fullness of the persecution that Jesus experienced. But Jesus knew that after he returned to the Father and the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost and the work of the church began, that his disciples, his followers, were going to experience persecution and hatred. He said, these things I command you that you love one another. It should bring humility to us to realize that Jesus had to command us to love one another. In fact, even greater humility because he had to repeat the command. Was it because he knew how difficult it was going to be for Christians to love each other? Or was it because he knew and foresaw that the devil and his agents We're going to stir up bitterness and strife and dissension and division among his followers. Whatever the case, Christ commanded his people to love one another. From the very day of its inception, on the day of Pentecost, the church of Jesus Christ has faced persecution. The book of Acts is the history of the early church, and we find In the book of Acts that in chapter 3, Peter and John have dramatically healed a crippled person and then stood up and preached a sermon. And in the sermon, they had the temple guards step up to them and put them in prison. And they were thrown in prison again in chapter 5. And then in chapter 6 and 7, Stephen stood up and preached a sermon that resulted in him being stoned to death. And after that, a general persecution broke out against the church, led in part by one named Saul of Tarsus. The first of the apostles to be martyred was James, the brother of the author of our gospel, John. 
And when Herod saw how it pleased the people, he imprisoned Peter, intending to do the same thing. But an angel showed up in the middle of the night and marched Peter out of prison. According to church traditions and history, the apostles, with the exception of John, were all martyred for their faith. And after his dramatic conversion on the road to Damascus, Paul experienced fierce opposition. He went back into the city of Damascus, started preaching, and there was such a hatred toward him that the disciples had to let him out over the wall in a basket in the middle of the night because people were watching the gates waiting for him to leave so that they could kill him on the road. He was forced to flee Iconium. He was stoned and left for dead at Lystra. He was beaten and thrown into jail at Philippi. He had to leave Thessalonica and Berea. He was ridiculed in Athens and Ephesus in Jerusalem. He was almost killed by a mob and a plot was uh, made against his life. He was taken to Caesarea and then on to Rome where he was imprisoned. Now Jesus had said, they will make you outcasts from the synagogue and an hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think he's offering a service to God. That he's doing God a favor by killing you. And the Jews considered Christians to be heretics. And they were convinced that they were doing God a favor by persecuting them. All as Jesus had said would happen. Now the book of Acts covers the early history of the church. Only a few years after Jesus' ministry and resurrection which took place around 33 A.D., the, the gospel that we're studying, John's gospel is written somewhere between 80 and 90 A.D. And a lot happened in those intervening years, including Nero. And at the time that this gospel was written, it was illegal to be a Christian in the Roman Empire. Now, at first, the Romans considered Christianity to be some sect of Judaism, and Judaism was legalized, so they didn't intervene in religious matters. That explains what happened in Acts chapter 18 when the Jews at Corinth brought Paul before a Roman proconsul, Gallio is the name, and Gallio refused to hear the matter because he considered it an internal dispute within Judaism, the various sects of Judaism. But eventually the Roman Empire had to recognize that Christianity was not a sect of Judaism as large amounts of Gentiles began coming into the church and the Roman government decided that Christianity was an illegal religion. And there was a number of reasons that contributed to this. First off, Christians were considered unloyal citizens because their first loyalty was to Christ above Caesar. And that was not acceptable to an empire that depended upon all of its adherents considering Caesar to be God and Lord. Caesar represented Rome. And Rome was perceived as the great savior of the world. That it was because of Rome that people lived in relative justice and peace and prosperity. That the Pax Romana, the Roman peace, covered most of the then known world. And there was a practice in the Roman Empire 
that all of the citizens were to express their allegiance by going to the temple and offering incense in worship to Caesar and saying, Caesar is Lord. But this was a problem for the Christians because the Christians knew there was only one God and there was only one Lord and it wasn't Caesar. Unless you think that uh, that doesn't speak to who we are and where we are today, think again. What things are you worshiping? What things occupy your mind and your time? We'll hear more as we wrap up the week uh, tomorrow at the same time with another edition of Study Verse by Verse featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. This ministry is on the web at studyversebyverse.com. If you've missed any of our broadcasts, you can listen to them when you go to uh, that website, studyversebyverse.com. The congregation would love to have you uh, worship with them and uh, participate in the learning and fellowship uh, of the church and enjoy being a part of the church family. Be back tomorrow at this same time when Pastor Layton will once again open the Word of God to the book of John and we'll study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.